Hey, hello, everybody. Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of FinTech Fridays. Just to know, just for everyone's uh, awareness, the reason I started this uh, podcast is because of this guy that uh, we're going to talk to. He uh, he got me linked into this thing, so uh, I guess thank you. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, uh, everyone. Jason Fraser. Jason's the Chief Strategy Officer at EPM and a uh, lo- longtime friend of mine. Glad to glad to have you on this side of a podcast. I'm usually on 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 your end of it, uh, being grilled by you. Yeah, no, it's a nice change of pace, but uh, I appreciate it. And I'll and I'll take the blame, right? I'll take the blame for your success. It's kind of funny you said that success. because I do. I, it's successful, right? It's successful or will be, right? Especially well, my mom episode. watches, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> My mom watches too, so there we go. We got we got the two two uh, stalwarts there. But uh, what's funny is I do the this mortgage video mastermind each week with Carl White, Scott Shang, and, and Ginger Bell, and some of the guests they've had on have talked about, oh hey, you know I saw Fraser doing that, so I did it. So it was it became like blaming me because they're yeah. like I don't know if I would <laughs> I would have done that knowing all the work I had to put into it. So but yeah. I'll take the blame. I'll blame Fraser. It's been it's been fun. Um, you know it it is. Uh, it's a little bit uh, intimidating knowing that every week you've got to come up with something and, and get it out there. And so um, you will actually be uh, you're 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 live. This is going to be as live as we get because I'm I'm we're doing this one in the same week that we're going to drop it. So, but it, awesome. But but the reason that we're doing that is there's a couple things that I think are timely that we should talk about. Um, yeah. The first one is EPMX. I'm seeing all kinds of uh, posts and, and traffic around this thing called EPMX in January 2022. What the heck is EPMX? EPMX, that's the uh, million-dollar question. So EPMX, uh, so uh, well, take a little bit back to history, and this was prior to me being here. But EPM had, every, had an exchange every, um, every year, which was kind of like their sales rally and get-together a couple days, you know, um, you know the executive leadership managers, sales leaders, uh, wholesale, retail, all together just talking about, you know, just like what every other mortgage company does, right? <clears throat> so um, one thing is EPM, so one thing that Eddie wanted to do is like, hey, how do we make this a housing, and instead of just having us internal, how do we make this into a housing, an agnostic, not about equity prime mortgage, not about EPM, but how do we make this a a housing industry to where we could merge real estate and mortgage together and just have a couple of days of great content. Um, so that was kind of one of the tasks. It also is, is the launch of empowering people more, which is our agnostic housing industry media brand that we're launching at this event. This will be one of the events and actually EPMX will be the first uh, empowering people more event and broker success and other events that we're doing for housing. Uh, is going to be under empowering people more, and so meaning people that will be speaking at this uh, at this conference. Outside of we have some great speakers, and and uh, you know, so like for example, we haven't announced the whole slate, but just for example, Egypt Sharad, you may know her um, from HGTV. She's had a couple shows on there, Property Virgins being one of those. Um, and she gets a, a lot into renovation. She's actually local here in Atlanta, so uh, we talked with her. She's going to be there, Damon John. The shark, he is going to be one of the keynote speakers. We're also doing, and look, I would love to say, like, look, and they're awesome. Don't get me wrong. They're by itself, along with all the other speakers, they're great. 
but those aren't even like yeah. the full announced speakers uh, there because we have some even bigger hitters than them uh, there and uh, including those in the industry. And guess what? Some of the speakers are actually competitors of ours. If we want right. to take it down to the, the, the mortgage banking industry, this is about it, – it's nice to say, oh, we have an abundance mindset, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. We put our money where our mouth is, meaning we're giving visibility to everyone, even if they directly compete against us, if they are one of our people, meaning they're modern they think about the future of the industry. They're doing whatever they can to create an awesome brand and an awesome experience for consumers so that our industry endures longer than the next 20 minutes yeah. that's here for the next decade, right? So we don't care whether they're part of our company or not, as long as they they adhere to the message internally, like they're already doing, not that, not that we're requiring them, but there are people. They have the vision. They have the mission of empowerment in their business. And so we, we want them to be on our stage right. To speak to, to all that. And it's going to be a small, elite group of professionals. And I say elite because if you're coming to this event, then you definitely have the elite mindset of, of learning because the content that you're going to be getting is absolutely amazing. We have uh, mortgage bankers. We have uh, lenders. We have we ha uh, um, you know just, uh, just retail loan officers, mortgage brokers. We have uh, real estate uh, brokers. We have big real estate, you know, uh, empires joining. It's it's just it's going to be an amazing event, uh, and uh, you know also you know which is great being on here is that the first partner that we signed up for us at EPMX was Finlocker because <laughs> Brian you know like because Brian uh, view has always been for the industry and everything that he does. Finlocker is a perfect example of that. And so we couldn't be happier to have you, brother, as as a partner for EPMX. And uh, you know, look, we're just excited about it. There's and there's I can tell you there's going I can't tell you who's going to be on it, but we are putting on the stage at one time something that's never been done in the history of housing at one event, and we're doing it. And it's because we're trying to be different. We're trying to we're not only just be different, but different first, better second, and that's what EPMX is. I love it. I love it. It, it uh, when I when I saw it, I think I reached out and said. Uh, I, I want to be part of it. I don't even know what that means, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, we absolutely, we, yeah, always. And, and, you know, I, I was I had the the, the pleasure of, of being at the uh, broker success, which was really the first in person mortgage industry event post kind of quarantine, right? Yep. And um, if that was any uh, sneak preview of what's about to happen in January, then people are in for a, 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 an unbelievable two days. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Totally. Agreed. And, and, you know, just for folks that are, you know, learning about EPM, um, you know, Eddie, Eddie Perez, the, 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 one of the founders and the CEO, um, just a, one of the most genuine uh, stand up, you know, people in our industry, um, and, you know, this empower people more is not just a tagline. This is how this company operates, how the, the people inside the, the walls of EPM think and operate. It's, it's beyond culture. It's, um, you know, Eddie is one of those selfless people. I, I, I have the pleasure of being friends with him so I can say it firsthand. Uh, but I've also witnessed it almost on a daily basis how he just is helping uh, people who frankly, aren't going to add anything to his business or bottom line. That's just who he is. So really excited yeah. about, uh, about this event. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be great. And like you said, if, you know, if, for those of you that were at Broker Success, uh, and I told some of these people, I said, look, 
if you like broker success, you're going to love EPMX because it's, it is going to be a next level event. And, and honestly, part of that is also is like, look, most industry events, not all of them, but a lot of them are just the same thing over and over again, repackaged, content's good, whatever. This is one that, this is really, you know, our vision of like, hey, let's, let's change the game on this. Like, yeah. let's, let's really do something different and give people a great experience so they know that if they're going to take times away from their business and their families and travel and spend the money to be there, we got to give them, we got to give them something of value and not just a 30,000 foot view of something that maybe yeah. or maybe not won't work in their business. Yep. So love everything about what you guys are doing. Super excited about uh, that event. Glad to uh, glad to be able to to make the cut. <laughs> um, but let's 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 kind of pivot uh, for a bit. And you know, so fresh off the presses, I think it was yesterday we we saw uh, the announcement come from Zillow. Uh, you know, around the uh, pulling out of their this iBuyer uh, platform, this program, right? Yep. And um, you've 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 not been shy uh, in the last 24 hours <laughs> to to kind of post some some commentary yeah. on it. But uh, let's just you know talk a little bit about kind of what what you think that signals, if anything, to the broader market, and and really what does it mean for our industry in in, in the mortgage context? Because uh, I, I have I have kind of some thoughts there. I, I'll I'll pile on after you start. Sure. I mean, I, look, and there's two sides, and it's funny because I just did a, a video on this um, uh, yesterday about about this. Um, and, you know, there's two sides of it. There's like, what does it mean for consumers? Like, why does this matter to them? And then why does this matter to the industry? And why is it important? Uh, the first thing I'll say, which is a little bit important, is like, you know, more of like, oh, the bubble, the, the bubble people, you know, like, hey, yeah. like there's a bubble and this is a red. Of course, that's the headline, right? This is a red flag for the real estate market. No, it's a red flag for not scaling your business correctly, effectively, and not executing an opportunity. Now, don't get me wrong. Look, we've all, even before iBuyers were a thing, right? And I mean a real thing, and you, you know, in a structured, you know, corporation way, you had the we buy ugly houses, right? You yeah. have signs, we pay cash for homes, this stuff. This is just at a bit larger scale. Now you have other players like an offer pad and open door and open door has, has still seemed to be able to make this work. They've been able to make it work for a while. And I know some of the people over, I used to work with uh, one of the people over at open door kids for boy. Um, so these aren't stupid people, but here's, here's what I'll tell you is that um, one is it was a, a great opportunity for Zillow based off of everything else that they were doing to go into this. However, I think one of those things that they thought is that their brand was going to be able to overcome the operational uh, you know, inefficiencies that they had and that their brand alone would help them execute that strategy. Obviously, we all make jokes about this estimate. If anything, she's like, look, if, if you don't count on, I would say this to consumer, don't count on this estimate. If you could, then they should have known better yeah. as far as what they were buying and what they know they could sell for. Uh, so that's the one thing is that they, you know, at any any business, any good business will take risks. They took a risk, they didn't execute, and they lost, right? Now, is this really going to hurt Zillow in the long term? I think it hurts some credibility as far as do they really know what they're doing in certain forms to investors for sure, because, I mean, I, I mean, they're looking at like a total of, you know, half a billion loss on this. They lost 300 and some million in the last quarter alone. So to me, I'm thinking it's, it's got to be more than a half a billion. Maybe it's a half yeah. a billion on top of that 300, maybe it's a complete a billion dollar loss, um, which is a big bite, you know, laying off 25% of its workforce to boot. 
Uh, now, here's another thing. It's not happening today. Everyone's like, you yeah. know, the, 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 the normal players are like, hey, Zillow's laying off 25%. Not today. It's going to be a wind down. It's going to take time. I think they said probably like somewhere around like, you know, 18 months or, you know, maybe, you know, 16 to 18 months to, to wind down the business, right? Now it will happen, of course. Um, but here's the thing, right? It's just understand it from a, from a, con, a consumer standpoint is it, it doesn't signify bubble. It, it just, they speculated and they speculated wrong, right? It's just like with, you know, someone goes long in the market or short of the market, right? You're, you're yeah. kind of playing a little bit. Now, uh, they scaled huge. They, they made a big bet and, and they lost, right? So that, that's from a consumer standpoint, this shouldn't worry you uh, about anything, but this is the one, one message that I do have for the, pe- the consumers that may, or if you're watching this in your industry, you may want to share this message with the consumers, is understand that when we give power to large corporations like Zillow or others to buy up property in masses, it can screw with the comps like this will because now all those properties are, are devalued. Yeah. Um, and it take it adds to the supply and demand issue that's causing prices to go through the roof. And, yeah. and understand this, as a seller, you may be okay with that, but eventually you're going to want to buy another house. Yeah. And I've talked to sellers where it was too good to pass up too good to pass up not to sell their house and then they're like oh my god now i gotta rent i've been renting for six months because i can't find a house right so you're adding to the issue so understand that it's better to not sell your house to an iBuyer. it's better to put yourself in the ecosystem and the message to the real estate and mortgage professionals is step up your game yeah right help these consumers help them stay within our traditional ecosystem by giving them a good experience and police our own. And when we see bad actors, real estate agents or mortgage professionals that are screwing up what we're trying to do in this industry, we got to report them, right? We got to call them out. We got to make sure that the bad actors don't hurt the livelihood of this industry that we all love so much. And also, you also have to create just a great experience in general, because one thing that, especially, and I'm speaking to you, Mrs. and Mr. Real Estate Agent, is because what you need to understand is that consumers were gladly gladly paying 8 to 12% to do this and get less for their house so they didn't have to deal with deal with the real estate agent meaning yeah. they paid more and lost money so they didn't have to deal with you right and that's because of the perception so do better this is your opportunity to capitalize it not to throw mud and dirt on zillow but to capitalize so that you have a better way that you're a professional and that you're worth what you get paid dude i love it i think uh and that that message is relevant to that real estate professional, certainly, but it's also relevant to every other party to the transaction, including the loan officer, the lender. Um, we all have to do better. And and I think the 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 fact that this is a story is because consumers chose that brand, Zillow, yep. and, and and what it meant to them, and the experience, frankly, that they got, the technology that. The, the, the experience they got from the technology took them there, kept them there, to your point, led them to, to, to spend 8 to 12% to, to, to sell their home. Yeah. We have to do better. We have to be focused on the consumer experience because it's not enough to, to, uh, to say you're going to have better service, right? That's, those are table stakes. And Frankly, yeah. I don't even know what better service means anymore. I, I know yeah. that as a it has as to be a, a given. Yeah, as a consumer of anything, I'm I'm first looking at convenience, 
that's most important to me personally. What's con- what's most convenient for me? And then somewhere around number three or four is really the price. Uh, it's convenience, experience, trust. Mm-hmm. You know, can I trust this? Is there certainty? And then price. And um, there's still a lot of folks in our industry that um, kind of go the other way. They lead with price and then they don't deliver yep. on anything else. And, and it's, they're not creating, uh, they're not creating any kind of a customer relationship. And frankly, those are probably the people that are screaming the loudest when their customer refinances with the servicer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true. And an important message is something that, you know, uh, uh, Phil Mancuso, our, our president, and I talk about on Losers Lunch, is this is a perfect example that perceived value is greater than price. Yeah. Right? Because if price really was the ultimate decision maker, they wouldn't be selling their house for less and they wouldn't be paying more in, in the service fees than what a normal agent commission is. Right? And so that, that to me, d- proves our, you know, uh, you know, our thesis about that, it's never a price issue. It's a value issue. That's right. And, uh, you know, I know you, 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 you buy that a hundred percent and so do I. Um, but what you just said is, is, is right on is that, um, you know, we, we can't, we can't talk about table stakes as if that's some great thing. Yeah. Right? I can't be amazed going in the Starbucks and ha- and when they give me a coffee, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. right? You know, so if I'm sitting there saying, Oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to give you a great experience. Like, like, hey, if I, my selling a house, let's say it's like a five hundred thousand dollar house, right? Or you know, let's you know, say well, actually, you know, because we're in a crazy market right now, let's say it's like nine something, right? Am I looking at like forty five thousand in commission, and you're going to try to sell me on because you pick up the phone and because you give a good yeah. experience? I hope so, right? Right? Like, I hope that's what is it. And then what you're also telling me is playing into my perception, meaning that most of the industry doesn't do that, right? Like, we have to stop being so stupid about what we do, right? Like, let's let's invest a little bit in our messaging uh, because especially when we have these opportunities in front of us, when, when a competitor, and Zillow is your competitor, if you're a real estate agent or market professional, Zillow is your competitor, make no mistakes about it. And, and look, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that says like, I'm right, you're wrong. In this case, I am, you are, if your opinion is that Zillow is not a competitor. Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's okay, right? There's plenty of uh, business models in other industries where the supplier is also the competitor. That's 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 fine. Yeah. And you you can't. It, it does drive me a little crazy to to hear people complain, but they're also the ones that are at the the first in line for the Zillow leads. <laughs> yep. Um, you know you can't have it both ways. So it, it, it's it's either you know you're either all in or you're not. The the other. Um, the other thing that I think to speak a little bit about is I think this comes back to local matters, right? Uh, yes. You know, I think this this is another um, shot in the arm for the local professional, whether it's a real estate professional or, or mortgage professional. Um, because again, let's assume services, the table stakes, you, you do have to think about your your experience from a technical technology perspective with the user, with the consumer. But, um, you know, I think you don't have these massive local iBuyer models, right? Or these massive local um, DTC direct to consumer models. I I think this is where our our local professionals can shine again in in differentiating, differentiating themselves on top of a, 
you know, exceptional consumer experience from a technology perspective. And I know that's kind of near and dear to, to what you guys are all about over at EPM. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it, it, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, I guess APM does everything. For it. No, we don't, right? Like, I'm in a huge freaking glass house, right? All <laughs> lenders are, right? Yeah. I look, I, I look at the number one lenders in the, uh, not our number one, but the number, like the top 10, top five lenders. You go, it, they don't do everything right. We don't do everything right. It's, it's, really what, it's really what our intent is to do, right? And that's what separates us, right? Yeah. And the fact that we are crazy and obsessed about getting better and learning from the mistakes that we do so we don't make a give or mitigate that, right? right? That's what any good modern business does, right? But that's not what it's not about throwing, and like I said, it's not about throwing dirt or, or throwing rocks from a big glass house. It's just saying like, this is the things, like the, the message, it's funny, when I say these messages, and I think a lot of people who know me really understand where I'm coming from on this, it's not to, you know, it's not to, you know, to be an asshole or anything like that, it's just to say, look, I, when I'm saying this stuff, I'm saying it to myself too. I say it to yeah. the team here, I talk about it as leadership, same thing, like yeah. no bullshit. Like this is what we do and we got to get better. These are opportunities and they're not going to come around all the time, right? Right. Like the future is happening. Technology is increasing, all of this stuff. You know, you have, uh, you know, the FinTech lenders um, that are focused on an algorithm and technology as a replacement, not a supplement, not a tool to help us. Um, those are the things that we have to worry about because then that's when the narrative comes down the price. And, yeah. and, and this is the issue is that if the narrative to the consumer does become all about price only, we're going to have a huge issue. Yeah. We are going to have a huge issue. Yep. Yeah. And it's going to, yeah, it'll be, it'll be painful for a lot of us. Uh, yeah. the, the, the part that I'm uh, in, in, in specific to mortgage, the, the piece or the segment of the market that I, that I still am super bullish on, kind of the local uh, aspect is probably the arguably the biggest single segment, which is the first time homebuyer segment. It, yeah. This is by and large a consumer who's never done, well, by, by definition of a first time homebuyer, they've never done this before. So this is all brand new to them. They have a million questions to begin with. As a society, we don't provide strong financial literacy to, to our young people, you know, high school to college and beyond, and people are kind of left to fend for themselves. And so I, this is where I think the, the local loan officer, local real estate professional can and should shine and excel um, because the, this, is, this is the segment that truly needs that expertise. So they, and I don't want to call it hand-holding because it's not hand-holding, but it's, it's a guided mentor kind of relationship to take them through this process. And, and I think that's, that's where – you know, we lost a little focus on it with, uh, you know, the, the 18 to 24 month run of, of refinances falling out of trees. But I'm yeah. excited to kind of see this this shift back to this market where that that local professional can can shine again because it, it's important. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be it needs to be harder. I'm, I'm one that's been been asking for higher rates because yeah. right? it equalizes it. It gets the it, it separates the players from the pretenders. Right. And the people that are all of a sudden everyone's a top producer now because they were, you know, 95 yeah. percent refi. Congrats. Who couldn't do that? Right. Right. Not to take away from what you did. Look, obviously you were doing something right, you know, to get people to continue to, you know, to use you and work for you. But I'm just saying, like, let's not beat our chest and, and crow because the sun came up like that's yeah. That's not it, it was happening all without us 
regardless. Right. And so, um, you know, to your point, you know, about, you know, first time home buyers, it's about being that advisor. Right. So you do in the handholding, right, I think is a, is a good term for that, but you do that as a coach, you do yeah. that as an advisor, right. To guide them effectively and efficiently through, you know, it's going to be one of the largest transactions, especially if they've never had any experience with buying or selling real estate before yeah. is they're going to have a lot of questions, right? It's, it, I mean, you're signing a, 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 you know, look, we know everyone's not that 30, that, not, not everyone's keeping their house for 30 years, but that's what they're signing yeah. an agreement to, you know, like, let's just say, you know, average mortgage 30 years, right? They're, they're saying, and a lot of money and you're borrowing a lot of money and there's a lot of bad things that could happen if you don't manage this uh, transaction properly. Right. And so, uh, you know, you couldn't be more right on like this is, this is the opportunity for, for those professional, those mortgage professionals, those real estate professionals to show why they're, you know, they're great at what they do, but they're great at what they do is because they're great at helping you. Yeah. Love it. Well, this has been a blast. I, I always close these uh, these episodes by just asking you know my guests to just share a little bit about themselves to help our our audience know you a little bit better. I feel like people really know you because you're out there. But what's what's kind of uh, what what would be something that pe- people would be surprised to learn about Fraser? Uh, um. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm, pr- I'm a pretty boring, dude. To be honest with you. So I don't know. I well, I would say that I look. I mean, if you if you watch my content and stuff, I say this quite a bit. Um, and and but maybe you haven't, and maybe you don't know this because everyone's really shocked when I tell them this. Uh, but I'm an extreme introvert. I knew you were right? going like, to say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's because that's the only thing that people I've ever said that people are like shocked that I, yeah. I that it is. Um, you know, is that I'm an introvert, right? So even though I, I speak on stage and, you know, talk to, you know, am out there doing what I do, it isn't easy for me to, to do it. It's just, uh, you know, I, I had to get past my fear uh, to, you know, I, I had to let my passion be greater than my fear. Right. Uh, the fear of public speaking, the fear of, you know, oh, am I saying stuff? Am I doing right? And, you know, just and I think it also comes with age, too, is you just, you, you know, you start to now, I, I, you know, not that I'm like super old, but as I get older, I understand, you know, those veterans above us uh, that uh, um, why they don't have filters. Right. Because at some yeah. point you just don't care. Right. <laughs> like, look, I'm going to attract the right people to my message and I'm going to repel the ones that don't really matter anyway. I, I don't care about winning anyone over. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And all I look at is like, hey, am I moving the needle, right, for, you know, to you know, I apologize for the cliche, but am I moving the needle for people? Am I helping? Yeah. I love getting the text messages and the DMs from people that I've never talked to, that have never liked any of my stuff or commented to say, I saw something you did. It changed my business. I want to say thank you. When we were, you know, both at AIMFUSE, I had a ton of brokers that I've never met. Yeah. never talked to, or at least connected on social that just come up and just said, thanks for my content. It's really helped them out. They like that, you know, the real talk that I do and the fact that I will say a lot of stuff as a starkey marketer that yeah. other people wish they could say, and they just, they just can't. So I'm glad to carry that flag for all of you. Um, but it also, I think understanding is that I'm not just a guy to talk, just to talk is that I, this is a family business for me. I have a passion for it. I love it. I want to see it endure. I think it's part of my legacy is to make that impact, to help that, not for me, but for the people that sacrificed in front of us, the people that are coming up behind us, the right people, uh, is to do better and to leave this industry better off than, than, than what I found it. So I would say the introvert thing is, uh, is probably something to know, but I'm a pretty boring dude. My hobby is working. 
Yeah. And I don't go play golf. I don't, uh, I don't do really anything. I, I like, you know, football and stuff like that. So I'd say the introvert's probably the thing that people uh, get shocked out uh, the most. Um, and and I, I had fun with that. Like, I'll, I'll say like, like, Hey guys, I'm a pretty awkward. So I'm pretty socially awkward and an introvert. So like have fun with that. Just know that if I'm in a crowd of people that I don't know or haven't talked to or whatever, you're, you're literally looking at the worst day of my life. Right? <laughs> really looking at like the worst situ other than being like dropped in the ocean. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's actually probably the worst, like my worst fear. But <laughs> secondary to that is being in a group of people that I have to talk to that I don't know anything about and trying to do small talk. Right. I'm just, I'm just awkward. I don't do those things well. So you know, if you see me at an event, just know that I'm not having a good time, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just not my, it's just not my thing. I mean, I'm having a good time talking and, and teaching yeah. and, and stuff like that. But like this, yeah, those are just, I'm just, un, I'm just an uncomfortable guy. It, 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 it exhausts you, man. It wears you out. I know that. It does. There's a lot of us that are similar. I'm definitely on, on that end of the spectrum myself. Um, and uh, it's surprising to, to, to learn how many people truly are kind of closer to, to that, uh, that range. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. well, listen, man, I appreciate you jumping on and, and sharing the exciting news about EPMX, giving us your, your thoughts on Zillow and, and just frankly, just for being you and, and really adding tremendous value to our industry and especially the, the young and up and comers. I love watching kind of how you, you're, you're leading and mentoring the, the group of kind of the young, the young next superstar. So thanks for all you do. And uh, we'll, we'll have you back on soon. Well, hey, Ryan, thanks. You know, I, I always love to, to, to be on things like this, uh, especially with you. And, uh, you know, again, thank you for all what you're doing. And just uh, the, the final thing I'll leave you with is when we talk about empowering people more, and this isn't, I'm just not, look, because I've, I've already been working with Brian and, and Finlocker prior to any of this stuff. Um, but uh, Finlocker is about empowerment. It's about empowering those consumers where they need it the most because all the other services that Finlocker replaces are just about, you know, getting money from them, selling their data to other stuff. And that's not what Finlocker is about. It's about empowerment. So I appreciate what you and the Finlocker team are doing for the end. Thank you for that, man. Appreciate it. And thanks everyone for tuning in this week and come back next Friday for our next episode of FinTech Fridays. Have a great weekend.